Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate. I'm Steve. I'm John. And now we're talking about Ghostbusters 2. Again. Right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I did have the list of the highest grossing comedies of all time. And, uh... What do you guys? What do you think? One to ten or uh, ten to one? Do, do do it backwards. Do do ten down to one. Okay. It's more suspense that way. Yeah, it is. Okay, number ten. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, really? Adjusted for inflation, it made four hundred and fifty-two million dollars. That's pretty good. So number ten is Mrs. Doubtfire, starring. Robin Williams and Sally Field. And Pierce Brosnan was in it. Yeah, somewhere. Rest of peace, Robin Williams. Number nine was MASH, 1970. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, adjusted for inflation, it would have made $460 million. Jesus. Woo! Okay, I was not expecting that. Number eight. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Ah, uh, okay. 1963. And just for inflation, it would have made $462 million. Pretty good. Number seven. It came out in 1977. Do you want to take a guess? Maybe. I don't know if you... 1977? Had Burt Reynolds in it. I can give you that one. Smokey here. and the Bandit? Yes. Ah, oh, okay. Number seven, Smokey and the Bandit. And Justice for, Justice for Inflation, $487 million. Ooh, pretty good. Number six, Tootsie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Adjusted for Inflation, $488 million. That's pretty good. I didn't think I made that much money box office, but wow, that's... For Tootsie, yeah, because I had a, oh shit, what was his name? Um, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Number five. <laughs> you might be able to guess with uh, guess this one. This one's number five. It had it was starring this guy named John Belushi. Animal House. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Five hundred and thirteen million dollars. Yeah, Animal House is and just fucking classic. Yes. One of the greatest uh, comedies of all time, like without a doubt. Number four is a great one. Um, number four came out in 1974. Um, it was called Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles, yes. I was wondering where Blazing Saddles was on this top ten because I'm like, it's got to be on there somewhere. Yeah. $542 million. Fuck, man. Okay. Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks masterpiece right there. Comedies of all time. Number three. Number three came out in 1984. Was it Ghostbusters? No. And 80, okay, so in 84... Uh, it was the movie... Porkies? No, it was the movie Eddie Murphy made instead of Ghostbusters. Oh, Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. $576 million adjusted for inflation. Ooh. Number two... Came out in 1990. 
Home Alone. Home Alone. Five hundred eighty-one million dollars. Yeah. And number one, the highest-grossing comedy to this day, Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. <laughs> Still, is the highest-grossing comedy of all time, adjusted for inflation. <laughs> okay. So that is still the highest grossing comedy of all time. That's why they keep trying to make it work. Yeah. That's why, yeah, because I remember they kept trying to do like a part three forever and it just got stuck in development hell. And then Bill Murray didn't really want to work on it, even though Ackroyd wanted to. And no, all kinds of shit. Ghostbusters 2 had a budget of $37 million. So they spent seven more million dollars, probably. Probably for the extra slime. Probably on the baby. On the baby. Yeah, Oscar. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to call it. Baby was adorable. Right. Was Actually, the baby was twins. They Makes did the sense. They did the whole uh, full house thing where they had, uh, yeah, they basically, they had uh, different Oscars depending on the scene. You know, there's a place in South America where a bunch of the uh, Nazis fled to. Yeah, and they thought in one of those towns that one of those Nazis that was kind of obsessed with twins was um, manipulating like people's DNA because it's known as the world's like biggest twin population. Uh-huh. Like, so many people were just having twins. There were like twins everywhere, so they were starting to suspect that the uh, that Nazi doctor that was there was kind of experimenting on the people and making them have twins. Turns out he wasn't. There was just a high rate of twins, a family that had genetics of twins, and then there was a lot of inbreeding. So they mm. were they were passing the twin genes onto the family that they're already a part of. Yeah. So there's like multiple twins. It sounds a little weird though. I kind of believe that maybe that doctor was doing a little experiments because I mean that we know the Nazis did a lot of crazy shit to people. Even after. Yeah. Some came to America. That was when they all... That's when they fled to Argentina, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't Argentina this person was at, but it was somewhere in South America. It was the same idea. But a lot of them did flee to Argentina. Just like whenever the uh, Confederates lost in America, there was like a whole group of people that fled to this place in South America, and it's basically like you know redneck south america type thing like yeah they 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 so bolivia then uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh we're just fucking with you bolivia if anybody's listening to you're gonna bolivia. say redneck south america that's mexico ain't it that's mexico ah! ain't it no <laughs> oh man si <laughs> <laughs> senor but um, ghostbusters uh two made uh 215 million which would be 445 million today um, still pretty good though you know um you know how we said that dan Aykroyd can't try to do ghost smashers as the first and they went with ghostbusters instead they at least did let dan Aykroyd. Named this title Ghostbusters Two. <laughs> it's like we'll we'll let you have that one. That's a joke, right? That's a, <laughs> that's a joke. They weren't like we're gonna let you go ahead and name the sequel, and he was like, Two. You're a goddamn genius. genius. <laughs> You're a damn genius, Dan. <laughs> we'll let you have this one, Dan. You'll have we'll, this one. We'll go with two. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh god. Busted makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, I forget that um damn celebrity uh Ah. Oh yeah, it was uh David Spade who was talking about um he was talking to uh Ah, uh, shit, what's his name? Uh, Colin Quinn? Yeah. And he was like, uh, uh, Adam Sandler said that you uh, named Grown Ups movie or whatever, uh, you know, on David Spade's show, Lights Out, and he was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I did I did uh, um, come up with the title of the Grown Ups movie, but in all fairness, he came up with the title of the second one. Right. Grown Ups 2. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like touche, touche. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> So being that this is a sequel to uh like you were saying, the greatest comedy movie of all time. Yep, that's proven fact. Which uh people are still butthurt about. <laughs> Why is it so good? <laughs> Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie! <laughs> It's so fucking good, I can't take it. And I've had this erection for four hours, and I don't know why. It's like, you know why? Because you just saw Sigourney Weaver. That's why. <laughs> um, and Bill Murray. Yeah, and Bill Murray. <laughs> and Harold Ramis, that sexy beast. That sexy motherfucker. I'm convinced they ripped Her- uh, Harold Ramis off to make Sheldon Cooper on The Big Bang Theory. That's my new, that's my new uh, theory. Yeah. No. That'd be that'd be fucked up if like you kind of crossed the universes there and he was actually Egon's son. He should have been. That would be that's a missed but opportunity. In, but unfortunately, we know who. Uh, well, no, I'm. I'll, I'll say fortunately, we know who Sheldon Cooper's dad is in the show because they they have the young Sheldon show. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which did he was not a football. Feature. He was a football coach. It was no Harold Ramis. Yeah. But yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if like his 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 dad was William Fickner? That would be funny because just every, William Fickner is just going to be in everything now. Yeah, I wish he was my dad. Right? Yeah, I would have a good dad. That's that's legit. That he is not bullshitting either. <laughs> so he's like, can I trade my biological dad for William Fickner? I'm it's just like, going to fucking claim it. Yeah. William Fickner, you're, you're my, my dad, dad now. <laughs> that's what I'm going to tell everybody. They're like, hey, who's your dad? It's William Fickner. Great. I mean. He's on the big things right now. He doesn't have time for me right now. But he's a good dad. He's a good dad. Uh, yeah, he's a good dude. He's you know, good he shows. Mom, works on that mom show yeah, with mom show. Anna Ferris, yeah. Yeah. Anna's great. Allison Janney, yeah. Jamie Presley. Oscar winner, Allison Janney. Allison Janney. <laughs> he's also uh Shredder in the Ninja Turtles reboot movie. Well no he's not. He's a guy that kind of bosses Shredder around type thing. Oh, okay. Shredder's kind of a punk bitch. I didn't really watch those. He's so a I don't better. Yeah, Shredder, Shredder's kind of a punk bitch, which I guess he always was. He was just cool. Well, because he was always kind of a bitch to Krang. He was. I mean, why would you be. Well, this is way off topic. We are That's fucking way off topic. Off. I was like, are we doing Ninja Turtles right now? And it's like, no. I mean, we will. We're, we will do one and two Ninja Turtles. I just gotta find enough hate comments because on IMDb, funny enough, there's not a lot of hate comments on IMDb. All you have for to do, Turtles One or Turtles Two, but guys, if you guys want to get ahead of us on this one, all you have to do is go on this thing called Google 
and per, uh, uh, just type in reviews for Ninja Turtles. The Michael Bay ones will be at the top, but if you scroll down, you'll see the other ones. The 90s ones, yeah. The good ones that we grew up on. But uh, since we're talking about great franchises in the 80s, see how I brought this back around? Mm-hmm. Thanks, because yeah. we were fucking it up. We were off the rails. <laughs> UM Buchanan's going to be listening to this like, man, you guys are off topic again. It's like, fuck, like, I've been we telling know. you about this in the reviews. I've been telling like, you guys. Shut up, Ewan. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we know. We know we're off topic. We can't help it. We have podcasting ADD. Once we start talking, we don't know where the fuck we're going to go. I heard your Metallica suggestion. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> It, it is going to show up, but we will refuse to cover anything after they got their haircut. Yeah. When they got their haircut. I think that's fair. I don't even think that's hate. Yeah. You know, when they cut their hair, that's when they they, they really did That's when the lizard people took over. Yeah, we know this. We already know this. We, we have proof. Right. <laughs> All we have to do is put in a CD. Right. Hey, 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 yeah. hey. Do people still have CDs? Uh, yes. People still buy CDs surprisingly you know what the cd slot does in my car it's the holster or it's the holder for my the thing that holds my phone <laughs> that makes sense yeah i have a cd slot you know phone holder thing that yeah that's what it does now it's basically just an empty void like Lindsay lohan <laughs> but anyway Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh god Lindsay would like yeah <laughs> we do just get your shit together please um so anyway what, hold on another one off topic because i was thinking about this day i would really love to see Lindsay lohan and like paris hilton in like a really violent outlandish movie oh yeah like, just have like just kevin started, smith directed or something yeah, like they just start throwing like people like that and just some like crazy fucking action movies where they're just like beating the shit out of people and then like taking a lot of punishment along the way yeah i think people would fucking love that shit it's like wait paris hilton's in this and she's like a badass yeah she kills the fuck out of people and you'd be like i've got to see this yeah and then have like Lindsay lohan like even maybe maybe be like the final villain or something people would be like what the fuck is this yeah it's like yeah it's so crazy you gotta see it yeah you know, and then I, part two has Amanda Seyfried in it. Yeah, like Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, because she kind of fell off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I always liked Amanda Seyfried she's too. She's got those great eyes. Kristen Stewart can be in that. Yeah, Kristen Stewart's weird enough to be in shit like that. Yeah, she, she Kristen Stewart's one of those people that you kind of. She's kind of in the the area with Lindsay Lohan, where she fucks up enough where she's like, man. Kristen, you should be like way up here, but you keep fucking up, so you're like doing a like Charlie's Angels reboot. That'll never be as good as the one with Drew Barrymore and uh, Lucy Liu and you know um, Cameron Diaz. Diaz, yep. Yeah, I mean that's just that's like iconic. Yeah, it's a lot of shoes to follow with Kristen Stewart and two chicks. I don't even know who the fuck they are. <laughs> You know, like, that should be the title of the movie. Kristen Stewart and two chicks. We don't know who the fuck they are. Like, you're really putting a lot of pressure on Kristen Stewart to sell this movie because no one knows who the fuck those other two chicks are. Yeah. When the other Charlie's Angels came out, they had like fucking Bill Murray and as a uh, Bosley. Fucking uh, what's the we know we're off topic, Crispin, people. We'll get Cri- back. Yeah, what was it? Crispin Glover. 
Uh, wasn't he the fucking bad guy? Was it Crispin? Yeah, I think so. That was Crispin Clover, right? I, 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 it's been a minute since I've seen it, but I think you're Fuck, right. I don't know. Let's get back. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, so because the Ghostbusters two, we're we're back on Ghostbusters. Sorry, uh, because this is a sequel. Of course, people always have opinions about sequels, right? So it says sometimes I wonder if Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are lucky or good. If they were good, they probably would have refused to make the steaming pile of slime. If they were lucky, well, their luck ran out this time. Ghostbusters 2 is thoroughly uninspired, pointless, full of plot holes, and a, a mere semblance of the original's fine craftsmanship. This movie makes no sense. For starters, as with a lot of sequels, it starts out with people who were living happily ever after at the end of the first movie. If they were still living happily ever after, there'd be no point to this crappy follow-up. So, of course, somewhere, something uh, since the end of the first movie, stuff happened, and no one's happy any longer, including the audience. And, as with many sequels, they decided to take some elements of the first movie and have the audience choke down a ton more of it. Somehow they got the idea that Slime was really funny in the first Ghostbusters, so let's make Slime the star of the movie and parade it endlessly across the screen. The premise seems to be that there's a river of negative emotion in the form of Slime under the New York City streets that runs towards, for no particular reason, and terminates at, at the museum uh, with a really big painting of a, of a 16th century whack job. So we have the Slime and we have a bad guy uh, who seem to be related. There's slime. There's the bad guy. Um, uh, rather than uh, come back to life as a full-grown evil, evil overlord uh, who will rule the world, decides that he should grab some baby from someone. Conveniently, Dana just happens to have one and manifest his evil presence inside it. And in 17 or 18 years, he'll be ready to rule the world when he gets out of high school. <laughs> The movie is absolutely full of plot holes, and that's the, and the, and stuff happens for no particular reason. Well, I mean, in movies, the things that happen in them are for a reason. Yeah, it's the whole reason. Uh, and isn't the stuff that's running out of their center ectoplasm? It's ectoplasm, basically. Yeah, so they explain that in the first one. Um. Because, like, even because uh, because Vickman gets slimed by Slimer whenever Slimer makes contact with him in the in the hotel. And that first kind of real mission when they go to clean out the hotel, you know? Well, and there's that stuff all over everything whenever they're going through the library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the slime in the library, too. So that's right. Ectoplasm something that's just exists and goes. So what, what you're seeing is a buildup of supernatural activity. They explain this in the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. But in mass detail. Yeah. And then the Twinkie thing. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's the easiest way. That was for the audience, not for actual Vinkman. That was for the audience, the Twinkie thing. Right. You know, he was like, say this is the normal amount of, you know, paranormal turbulence or whatever. And he was like, what we're experiencing, what we're measuring is a Twinkie that's like 16 feet long. <laughs> and yeah. it's like... It's like, so there's a lot more than normal, and it's all building up inside the old, uh, the railway system underneath, you know, like in the sewers. Yeah. So <laughs> Underground. That's the plot of the movie. Welcome to... Screenwriting 101. Brainwaves. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was going to say screenwriting, but I was like... 
I mean, we have people over here complaining about the screenplay, and they don't even obviously know what it is. <laughs> you know. Well, and it's like... <laughs> I know there was some people that had like issues with Vigo and stuff as like the main protagonist in this, but it's like the thing is like where people you know like where people are talking about like well, so how the fuck does the slime have anything to do with Vigo? And it's like well because the slime they explain it to you in the movie is that like the ectoplasm can respond to positive emotion or it can respond to negative emotions, right? Like anger and stuff like anger and frustration and, you know, negative things. And so basically what Vigo is trying to do is he's trying to amass that, that all that ectoplasm under the city and use it as a way for him to enact his plans. Because what happens at the very end of the movie, there's a giant shell of ectoplasm that covers the museum to make sure that the Ghostbusters can't fucking get in and stop his plans. <laughs> you know? Yep. The only thing he fucked up with is that he didn't cover the skylight. And that's kind of what they're un- what his undoing was because they got in through the top. But uh, but the whole point of it is is that you can't just stand outside with the proton pack and just blast that shit. It takes more than that. You, you know? to get inside. Yeah, you got to get inside. And there's a joke there somewhere. We're just going to leave that where it is. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that to Davis Spade. He'll take those. Yeah, yeah, he'll take those. Uh, he needs it. Uh, he needs it. Please support him. <laughs> the man is about broke. Uh, we, we started him a go, go, go fund me. For but David he, Spade's career. But not money. He doesn't need money. He needs jokes. Right. Because <laughs> he's running out of them. Oh, shit. Uh, we love you, David Spade. But shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's just called GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, GoFundMe. Yeah. Like, please help me with my jokes. Yeah, please make me more fun. E. <laughs> that's that'd be a, that'd be a really fucked up idea to do that to a comedian and be like we're gonna we're gonna create a kid. Co- go uh, but they're collecting jokes. They're collecting jokes you're... because you suck so much. We need to put that into action for like a really shitty comedian. I'm gonna send that to Sarah Silverman. <laughs> be like, hey, we got you some jokes because we know you, you don't have any. <laughs> you remember when you were funny? We're sending you some 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 of that material. Yeah. And we need to make sure that we send original material to uh, Amy Schumer because she steals everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is what written material looks like. Yeah, this is what Stop new... Stop ripping off Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> right. Stop ripping off Patrice O'Neill. And TV shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you want to see a female comedian that can do her own shit, just look at Abby Plaza. She's doing it right. <laughs> Maria Bamford. Uh, yeah, Maria Bamford, yeah. Uh, but it's like, uh, but, you know, the idea that, like, well, you know, if everything just lived happily ever after, there'd be no reason for, you know, uh, a sequel. And it's like, well, they set up the reason why everything is a little bit different. People aren't necessarily, like, worse off. Yeah, Disney, you should never make Frozen 2. What the fuck? You yeah. only made a billion on the first one. What are you trying to accomplish here? Yeah. The fuck you're going to make three sequels off Toy Story? Yeah. Pixar, you garbage. You never made a good animated movie in your life, except every good animated movie ever made is from fucking Pixar. Right. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> but uh, why'd you have to make a sequel to Finding Nemo? It's like because you're goddamn legends and you can. Right. What's the point of this? Make sequels if you have a story to tell. I agree with that point. They had a story to tell. Sometimes that's the thing that happens with movies is you're kind of like, did this need to be made? You know? Yeah. You, you know. You, what was like, you, do we need to tell another, like, how many fucking Halloween movies, like the Halloween franchise? How many How many times I, do we need to see Michael Myers fucking kill people? Like, I can't really speak on horror movies because I do think, and I also think you're a little bit of a hypocrite on that one. <laughs> because I know what your favorite horror franchise is, and I'm not going to say it, because, but... There's no reason that there should be that many of those either. So. If you're talking about Hellraiser, yeah. I'm with you on that. There should not be that many of okay, them. Okay, because I was gonna, I was gonna be like, <laughs> after you get past the third one, it it drops off dramatically in quality. I'm with you on that. And as somebody who's seen all of the Doug Bradley versions of Hellraiser, with Doug Bradley as Pinhead, not the fucking weird Dimension reboot one where they picked a different guy, hadn't seen that shit because it doesn't feature Doug Bradley. So, having seen those other ones like Hellraiser Debtor and Hellworld, Hellworld is probably the biggest waste of time in my entire life. And I have done... You I've sound done, very sad about I this. have done some shit in my life where I've wasted fucking time. Uh-huh. I have never wasted as much time in my life as I have watching Hellraiser Hellworld. That was... That was fucking hell to get through that movie. Just as a, just maybe, as a. Maybe that was the point. They're like, "Well, this isn't going to be a good movie, but maybe the people watching will feel like they're in hell." Right. Yeah. So mission accomplished. It'll be like a shared experience, and now yeah. we can all talk about how we watched this shitty Hellraiser movie. Yeah. Okay. So, but my thing is, is that like they, the main reason why they wanted to keep making those was because they're like, we have the license, and we have to keep making movies in this franchise. To keep the licensing, because if we don't, I think it reverts back to Clive Barker or, or something like that. Because Clive Barker doesn't technically own the rights to it anymore. He lost it somewhere, I think, after the second movie, he lost the rights to it. Like, they, or he bought it, or he, they bought him out or something. Uh, but if they don't use the franchise, they lose the rights to it, and then it reverts to somebody else. That's why they kept making these shitty Hellraiser movies, because they're like, we don't want to get rid of it. It's like, but you haven't made anything worth a shit. Like, past the third see, movie, it's I don't garbage. See how that has anything to do with making shitty movies. You know, like, oh, we have to make a movie. Well, let's just make a shitty one. Well, so in the Hellraiser example, the reason why they started to become shitty was because if you look at, like, Hellraiser Debtor, for just as an example, that movie was not designed to be a Hellraiser movie. It was designed to be just a regular horror movie. And they were like, it's okay, but we don't know if people are going to really watch this. What if we put Pinhead in it? <laughs> That's literally what happened. They took a script that had nothing to do with Hellraiser, and they're like, let's put Pinhead in it, and then, boom, it's a Hellraiser movie now, because, hey, look, it has Pinhead in it. And people were like, eh, no. <laughs> this is not good. Well, the title could probably tell you it's not good. That's just, like, the worst name. It's Yeah, Deader. That was the name of the movie originally when they were going to call it that. And they're like, well, why don't we just call it Hellraiser Deader? And it's like, well, what's Hellraiser about this movie? It's got Pinhead in it. For like f- four scenes? I think he's in four four to five scenes. Uh, that title's as bad as Leprechaun in the Hood. Yeah. Yeah, so... 
God. Which uh, horror, co- movie, horror, horror movies are garbage. So coincidentally enough, okay, since you mentioned Leprechaun in the Hood, somebody in here said that Leprechaun in the Hood was a better movie than Ghostbusters 2. I found that. Somebody Wait, said that. what? Yeah. Somebody said Leprechaun in, in Leprechaun 5, Leprechaun in the Hood, was a better sequel than Ghostbusters Leprechaun 2. Leprechaun in the Hood is fucking racist as fuck. Right? It's horrible. It's got awful. Like, it's extremely racist. The right. person that made that movie, which I think the director was black, yeah. should have been a clan member. <laughs> like, it was so racist. Yeah, just stereotypical and everything. It set so much shit back like it, it was bad i seen it i watched that movie because it was just on on the tv one day when i was just doing stuff oh yeah years ago and i was like what the fuck is this i don't think i watched the whole movie but i certainly thank point, god I was, like, I was like seeing some parts and i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> and then it was just like black people smoking weed they had a bunch of guns, and they were trying to kill a little leprechaun. And I'm like, this the is... leprechaun? And th- I was like, this is fucking offensive. Yeah. Like, this is one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen. And I'm not a horror movie guy, so don't take my opinion on that. I mean, no, this, this one movie, Leprechaun and Hood, if you like that movie, you're probably racist. <laughs> I mean, I just don't see any way around that. Yeah. It's, and you know, and, and the the thing sometimes with I, I think sequels too is that like you have like by the time you get to like the third, fourth, fifth version of something, it's not the same director. Hell, it's probably not even the same writers at that point. A lot of times, and it's not the same actors. It's not the it. same actors anymore because like in in the Hellraiser franchise, since we were talking about that, the only thing that has anything to do with anything Hellraiser is the character of Pinhead. And they just shoehorn him into movies and without actually writing them. They're like, okay, well, what makes a movie Hellraiser? Pinhead and the Puzzle Box. Okay, put that in any fucking horror movie that you guys have scripts written for and we'll just turn them into Hellraiser movies. And it's like, no, this is terrible because none of this shit is shit that Clive Barker would have wrote, would have wrote for, for one. And it's also like, even, you know, Doug Bradley would get to the point where he was like, they showed him uh, one of those scripts and he refused to do it because he's like, I, I physically cannot do this anymore because this, these scripts are complete shit. They are awful. You know, and it's like, you get to a point where it's like, uh, sometimes sequels, like movie franchises have a tendency to stay along too long. Ghostbusters, considering that it was only two movies, at least originally, uh, Ghostbusters was a little bit different because it was only two movies and it didn't feel like you were... Like, it was diluting itself too much. It's like we told two stories in the Ghostbusters universe, and then they did the cartoon. You know, you're not diluting it that much. You know, because it's like, when we're talking about Ninja Turtles, you know, you had the, the two Ninja Turtles movies that they did live action in the early 90s. They only did two in the early 90s. The third one doesn't exist. It's horrible. Uh, <laughs> That's a Mandela effect. You think yeah. that there was a third? Turtles in Time. Movie? That nah. movie actually was never made. Yeah. So, um, even though it technically exists in my DVD case, but, uh, but, uh, that's uh, just a, uh, dimensional swap. Like that's, from, yeah, that's not from this dimension. No, it's not from this. Dimension. It's from like dimension X. Turtles three doesn't exist. 
exist. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll try to see if. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so, I found it. I found the actual entry since we were talking about it. Uh, so this is a one star out of ten, and it says absolutely terrible. And this is made by uh, Milliken, and this is April fourth of two thousand, the year two thousand. Leprechaun Five, Leprechaun in the Hood is a, such a better movie than Ghostbusters Two because of the racism. <laughs> What's with these dorky, pointless villains? Vigo for crying out loud! The ending is terrible. We can save the city with positive energy. How stupid! Some of the ghosts and the Titanic are pretty cool, I guess, uh, but it's not nearly as funny or as entertaining as the original. Oh well, and they put like dot dot dot. So this person literally said, this is, when this person dies, this should be on their tombstone. Leprechaun 5, Leprechaun in the Hood, is such a better movie than Ghostbusters 2. That should be on their tombstone. Forever. Because, (laughs) because I only assume that there was so much racism in Leprechaun that he was like, I love this. And then the end point of Ghostbusters 2 was... Coming together and being positive, and, then and he's like, "Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this one bit." I nah. see some white people and some black people. There's like a black guy on their crew, and there's some Asians. No, no, no. No, nah, I don't the like this. in the hood. It's that's where it's racism. at. I need the I need the like, racism. I like the first half of American History X, and I love Leprechaun in the Hood. Those are his two favorite. The first half of American History X. He didn't watch the rest because it's actually a good movie. Uh, you know, the rest of the way. You gotta watch the all of it. Yeah, because you know the racist piece of shit parts are at the first half, and then the 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 revival and the rebuild parts in the second half. Yeah. So he would have stopped it at half point and be like, "Yeah, I like the part where he curb stomps that dude." Uh, yeah, this is the kind of guy that would watch the original X Men movie and be like, "I liked everything in Nazi Germany, and I hated everything after that." <laughs> mutants suck Nazis. You're right. Yeah. So uh, Vigo was actually based on Vlad the Impeller and Rasputin. Oh, okay. I was wondering if you had notes on Vigo because I'm like, is the is is he actually based on like a real dude? Or was he just something that they just made up just for the movie Technically purpose? they made him up, but they did uh, base him off Vlad the Impeller, which is what Dracula is also based off from. And Rasputin. Yeah. So they were like, how fucking evil can we make this guy? Yeah. And so they landed on pretty fucking evil. Yeah. <laughs> on the evil scale, it, it's right there. It's pretty fucking evil. It's right there at pretty fucking evil. Yeah. Uh, Number 10 is Hitler. So I can, so I only That's get, like the worst. Yeah, I was, about, I was about to say, like, my, my only guess if they would have made part three, like Ghostbusters in Hell, which is Dan Aykroyd's idea, which would have got scrapped. Uh, if they would have done that, they would have just been fighting Hitler. Yeah. Because it's like, who else are you going to fight? And it's like, I don't know, Hitler, I guess. What's the most ultimate evil we could fight? And it's like, what about Ghost Hitler? Yeah, okay, sure, let's do it. Because Napoleon really doesn't work. I mean, because he was... He wasn't all evil. Attila the Hun? Attila the Hun? Maybe. Probably not all evil. Nah, probably not. I think Genghis Khan was more evil than him. 
The John Wayne Genghis Khan? John Wayne, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where John Wayne was an Asian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. Just let that sink in for a second. In this episode, you you've you've been reminded of the fact that John Wayne once played Genghis Khan. No, let's have a and the Leprechaun Five in the Hood is better than Ghostbusters Two. Let's have a moment of silence for the death of what we thought the death of racism was, which means there is no death of racism. It's still pretty much around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely just, around. It's just hidden more. It's just in different places it's now. Hidden, it's hidden behind these. Um, backhanded uh, uh, movie comments. Yeah. And the same thing with sexism, where it was like, well, I don't like Captain Marvel because she was she a woman. She wasn't naked most of the movie. She, she didn't show me her titties. So... We got some sexism coming up here in the comments, so buckle up. <laughs> We're gonna get into some yeah. of that shit, too. Um, but uh, but I figured we'll go ahead and we'll take a break here <laughs> so you can prepare for the the, the avalanche of sexism that you're going to hear soon, uh, you can mentally prepare yourself. Before we take this break, I'm going to go ahead and guarantee you fucking guys that <laughs> at some point we're going to totally Jay and Silent Bob this shit and we're going to look up all these IP addresses of everyone that's ever sent this sexist and racist comments that we've said on the show since we began this like two years ago. Right. <laughs> and we're just going to go kick all their asses. Yeah. Like, that's probably going to happen at some point because I'm going to snap and be like, Let's get their addresses. Let's go beat the shit up. Yeah, of these it's like, hey, remember uh, when we were doing Terminator One and you said something like the best part of this movie is Sarah Connor's tits? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, uh, so the what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna smash your face in <laughs> uh, because you're talking about you know Linda Hamilton, Linda who's Hamilton. a fucking legend. And uh, you disrespected our girls. Right, so yeah. We came to kick some... <laughs> yeah. And then we're just going to beat the shit up. Eventually it's going to happen. Yeah. So all we're saying right now is just... Uh, one day, whenever you see it on the news, post our bell. Right, yeah. <laughs> we're going to need it, because there's going to be a lot of ass whoopings in store. Cause yeah. <laughs> but are we wrong? Email us at beyondtheadio.com if we have to go and beat all these sexist and racist peoples. Asses. <laughs> uh, just let us know. Yeah. Now break time. Yeah. Just like Ghostbusters, that song dances the line. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, since we're talking about lines, let's fucking cross them with some asshole comments. <laughs> okay. Okay. This. <laughs> thought we were going to snort them like Drew Barrymore, but let's Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Shots fired at Drew Barrymore. I love Drew Barrymore. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. He, he does this out of love, really. I do it out of love. I also thought it was funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take this off topic. Just tell a funny story. Um, uh, I heard uh, Nick Kroll. He was talking about uh, seeing Alicia Silverstone at a party. Right. And uh, she came up to him and she said something about uh, the last time she seen him was at his house and stuff like that. And he was like, Alicia, you've never been to my house. Yeah. And stuff. And she's like, no, yeah. And then she she stopped midway through and she was like. I'm sorry. I know who you are. You're Nick Kroll. I thought you were someone else or whatever. And he was like, no, now you have to tell me who you thought I was. Right. <laughs> and she was like, I, I don't want to. I just, you know, want to go. She's like, no, yeah. You, you have she's to embarrassed me. now. You have to tell me. And she was like, I thought you were Chris Kattan. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Now that's being burned. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's when you get the Mortal Kombat toasty. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, the roast of Nick Kroll, mm-hmm. <laughs> hosted by Alicia Silverstone. I would watch that shit one hundred percent. Yeah. If Alicia Silverstone was gonna host the roast of anybody, then that I'm would. I'm in. Yeah, I 100%. would. Yeah. Alicia Silverstone needs to be in more stuff, but you know, obviously, she's not because. When women age, Hollywood's like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. They need to be 19 and tight. Right. <laughs> tight. Uh, like a tiger. Yeah. Tight. It's like, no, <laughs> give me the awesomeness. Don't don't just give me some chick that you, you know, you, you, you picked up from into, a modeling agency. Tricked into banging you just to get a role. It's yeah. Like, that, that, sh- that age should be over. If Harvey Weinstein taught us anything, the age of that should be over. Yeah. You know? And on that note, let's get into this comment. <laughs> so it says, um, uh, the, Ghostbusters 2 is a terrible movie. This was this was just such a bad movie. <laughs> As if you couldn't get that from the first thing. They had to reiterate. Uh, the only actors I liked in this movie, and I like their work outside of this movie, are Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Peter McNichol, who played um, uh, y- Yanush. Yanush. Or, or what, 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 Yanush. How, do you, how did you say his How do you say his name? It's uh, is, did I say it right? Is it Janusz? Just carry on. He's the weird dude that's trying to help Vigo. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, he's, uh, great. he's great. Yeah, uh, Sigourney Weaver is so annoying. I've never liked her. Mm. Weaver is not a sexy female lead. She is too tall and she has a boyish body and a deep voice. Mm-mm. <laughs> Bill Murray looks uh, bored and asleep through the whole movie. The romantic scenes are obnoxious and it was just so corny and sappy with the whole thing between Peter and Dana. Also obnoxious is Bill Murray's scenes with the baby. I never liked Harold Ramis either. Uh, Rick Moranis was an accountant, and now he's an attorney who has no courtroom experience. Later, he somehow hooks up with Annie Potts, the secretary, who is interested in him for no apparent reason, and they get done in Dana's apartment. It gets worse. At what uh, at what passes for the movie's finale, 
he has his own Ghostbuster uniform and his own proton pack. Uh, Annie packs him off to wander the streets looking for a ride to the museum and finds Slimers driving the bus. Okay, where's the exit? Need to get out of this movie. Uh, the exit is right over there where you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> right? uh, exactly. Because if you think Sigourney Weaver isn't hot, I knew that, yeah, I could see Steve's, like, visual reaction to that, and I'm like, oh boy. Boyish well, body. Uh, who the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. And what does your girlfriend look like? Oh, that's right. You don't have one, because you're on IMDb bitching about Ghostbusters. Right, Ghostbusters 2, to be specific. Ghostbusters 2. You had to dig for this. Um, <laughs> fucking Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. Not hot. Like, Sigourney Weaver is so annoying, I've never liked her. Weaver is not a sexy female lead. She is too tall, and she has a boyish body and a deep voice. And when I, when I read that, I was like, what the fuck? Okay, so... If I was single, she could still get it. Right? <laughs> I mean, now. Like, n- now That's Sigourney Weaver. Mean. Yeah. Like, right now. Because she's she is amazing, like you know, like her, you know, like everything about her is just something. There's something about her, and it's just, it'd just be like, it, it was like the um, what was one of those things? Like it was even on the office, like the Hillary Swank argument or whatever. Yeah, is she hot, or is she not hot or whatever? They had a whole thing on the office about it. And when I watched it, I was like, well, I mean, she is hot. I always thought she was. I was like, it's Hillary Swank. Yeah. You know, I mean, she is, like, super beautiful. But I, I think that about a lot of people that are on, like, TVs and, you know, movies and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, anything from Emma Stone to, you know, like, uh... You know, I even think Rebel Rebel Wilson's hot, and then uh, the chick that plays Julian on Workaholics, I think she's really hot. You know, it's, it's it's not something that's like the thing about beauty that a lot of people think with celebrities is they all have to meet this type. Yeah, of little. Skinny. I always had a thing for Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling, yeah, yeah. She, she's cute. Her, her voice is just a little annoying, but that's on purpose. <laughs> that's part of her comedy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I kind of dig the voice too, so maybe that's, that's just fine. me. a lot of people like that, <laughs> the, the squeaky mouse The voice. squeaky mousey voice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some women, it's it, 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 it works, works for them. Sarah Silverman does that a lot too, and I don't like that. So I guess it depends on who can It depends on who it is doing yeah, yeah. it, yeah. Like, what do you think about the Sarah Silverman you know how she uses the squeaky... squeaky yeah, well, it's sometimes... Hers is with, more... It, it comes right? across as more annoying with it her. It might be on purpose also. Or yeah. Not, I don't know. Uh, but, you know... But just, to say that, like... But the, the thing is, the thing that gets you, me... You could say... He could say, I'm not attracted to Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. He can say that. That's fine. That's fine. But just to say that she's like a boyish body and all she's this kind of tall. stuff... She's too tall. Too tall and a boyish body. Like... Sigourney Weaver's like what, like five six, five seven, or something like that. I was about to look it up because I'm like, how? Because Bill Murray's not tall. No, like the tallest person in that movie is like Harold Ramis. Yeah, Ramis. 
let's see. Sigourney Weaver. She's six foot even. That's fine. That's my height. Yeah. That's okay. That's, that, that's okay. Like, Gwendolyn Christie, she's somewhere a little higher than that. She's like 6'2"? Yeah. And Gwendolyn Christie is super sick. She's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> she's gorgeous as hell. Like, if you're just like... So, Gwendolyn Weaver's 70, by the way. No fucking way. She's 70 years old. Yeah, she's born in 49. There is no fucking way Sir Gronny Weaver 70 years old. Yep. But it's almost like to me like October Susan, 8th, 1949. It's like Susan Sarandon. Like you, you see her like now and stuff like that and you're just kind of like I can you I can tell she's older but she still really hot. She like, still she looks still looks great. Like she used to, yeah. Yeah, so I mean it's just I mean some people are just very hateful and then acting like they're picky. And a lot of times it's just like some inner shit issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a therapist, but a lot of times it's just I hate myself, so I got to hate something else to make myself feel better. Yeah, just like the most retarded fucking coping mechanism is like I hate this, so I'm gonna hate that too. I'm gonna hate everything around me. Well, the the other thing that gets me is that like you have like this jackass that's saying um, that this that Sigourney Weaver is not a sexy female lead. Okay, so you're saying that in order for this movie to work, that in order for this to really like get your attention and make you want to watch this, you're going to have to have like I don't know who would be like big in like the late 80s, like Julia Roberts. Like oh, I got to have Julia Roberts in this movie cuz she's a sexy female lead. But, but see, right there in the 80s, like you're t- you're talking about Julia Roberts, but what was really sexy in the eighties? Like this is this is the thing that is sexy in the eighties. Sigourney Weaver, Julia Roberts, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. You know, like these strong female people are is that is what's sexy in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the two thousands, being some, you know, douchebag that's reviewing these movies or something, and then you're just like. Oh, I really don't like her because she's all boyish and manis. That just means you're intimidated. Yeah. That just means you know that you can't even measure up to her. Yeah. <laughs> and it's oh, and by the way, Annie Potts is sixty-seven, so she's only three years younger than Sigourney Weaver. I haven't seen her in a long time. So yeah, I don't. I she doesn't look that much different, to be honest. Well, if she doesn't, then. That's I mean, fine. she's. I mean, based on her picture, if that's her, like in her sixties, like she's still not bad looking, like at all. But Julia Roberts still looks amazing too, by the way. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I think that that's that's the thing is that people feel like, in order for you to get a movie made, that you know, this is the Harvey Weinstein thought process, right? Like, well, I've got to have this sexy female lead so I can sell the movie. It's like, okay, so for one, <laughs> you don't. No. I mean, if it's like if you look at something like since we were talking about Transformers, right, on the other episode, on the Ghostbusters one, you know, what was the one of the things that they pushed really big about the reboot or about the the Michael Bay Transformers was, you know, oh we got Megan Fox and she's she's this sexy hot chick that likes cars, you know, because they're like we need to have a really hot female in this movie. To sell this movie to like teenagers that are into cars and tits. Well, in their defense, she did. (laughs) 
I mean, because but, when they replaced her, people were like, "Yeah." Well, like Rose, Rosie Huntington or whatever. Yeah, because people were like, "Yeah, she's not Megan Fox," and it's like the but the thing about Ghostbusters is that like as a, as a story, it you don't have to have like a super hot chick in the movie. Like it has no bearing on the story. There's no importance in well, somebody I, being cute. I think cute. what they were going for, and I could be wrong. This is just my own speculation, but I I know. I know the history of, like, Harold Ramis and stuff, you know, and Dan Aykroyd and people. I think they were going with Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver. I think they were going for a Sam and Diane thing from Cheers. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. So I think that's what they're going for. So they're trying to get somebody that's like an intellect type female. So they, they went for Sigourney Weaver. Right. Somebody that can pull off being like an intelligent uh, type person, but also sexy and stuff like that, kind of like Diane was on Cheers. Right. And then Bill Murray was a lot like Ted Danson on Cheers. He was kind of careless and promiscuous and stuff like that. They showed yeah. all that and sarcastic. So I, I think they were trying to go for that. Some of that kind of chemistry. In Ghostbusters, Sam and Diane, which is still to this day the greatest uh, love story ever told on screen. Right, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Sorry, Jim and Pam. Right. <laughs> but uh, it's like... Uh, but the... the like, people just always complain about like the characters and stuff. And to say that... like. You have to have a sexy female lead in order to sell this movie. It's like, no, you don't. That's just some pervy uh, stuff. It's just, it's just somebody being like super perverted. That's mm, like, yeah, you know, ghost, ghost. Let me see them ditties. Yeah, it's like, I, I've always felt that, you know, there's sometimes like when you see some women in, in movies, and it's like they almost like, like what the example that people always use is like. When you watch, um, oh shit, it's not Tomorrow Never Dies. It's uh, is it the the world is not enough, the the Bond movie, and you have um, uh, Denise Richards as the nuclear physicist or whatever. That people are like, okay, she's way too hot to be a nuclear physicist, and it's like, uh, okay, so you so in order to be a nuclear physicist, you have to be ugly. Or you have to be normal looking. You can't be like supermodel looking hot and also have a PhD in nuclear f- f- physics, right? I've always hated yeah, that, that argument that, where they're like, she's too hot to be a nuclear physicist because the nuclear I, physicist wouldn't look that pretty. That's that, Yeah, that's definitely wrong. That's what, horrible. What they mean by that, though, maybe. I hope what they mean is they don't buy Denise Richards as a nuclear physicist. Nuclear that's what a lot of people think they're like yeah oh so she's a nuclear physicist right and it's like you could be pretty and have a phd and be like an expert in your particular field and you just happen to be really pretty there's a there's well, a woman that works for the nasa jet propulsion laboratory her name is amy Meinzer, and she is extremely cute and she's literally a rocket scientist she works for the jet propulsion laboratory for nasa well, I mean, so, look at Andrew Luck. He's a whole bunch of eye candy. Right, yeah. No, that's some uh, fucking man candy. That's some man candy. Right <laughs> and then what's it, Mayim Bialik? Uh, Mayim Bialik, yeah. Yeah, she's a PhD. So you're saying that Mayim Bialik... Oh, it makes sense that she has a PhD and that she's a she has a doctorate. But to me, she's really sexy. 
I, I mean, to me, it's like she's she has her own type of sexy, yeah. But it's like I wouldn't kick Maya Bialik out of bed. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I mean, um, it goes both ways too, though. Like, uh, you know, um, Leonardo DiCaprio is severely discriminated. <laughs> yeah. You can't even finish that sentence. <laughs> As you know, it's bullshit. Jeff's <laughs> having a hard time in the world because he's too sexy. Yeah, he's like, I'm just too beautiful, man. I just, it's so hard for me to be this this beautiful. You know, oh, it's like, gosh. I gotta just send them a, gotta make them a GoFundMe, right, <laughs> to help them out because they're they're, they're broke asses, <laughs> right. <laughs> you need to get you a boat and some paddles because you're drowning all that pussy. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> oh man! Ah, uh, the severe life of the super rich white people. Right. Uh, but another thing too, like since we, I, I think we we have stood up for Sigourney Weaver pretty well. I think she'll be happy with the way we represented her. Yeah, we're going to make a list. Uh, we're going to whoop everyone's asses. Ever talk uh, shit about you, Sigourney. Weaver. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, you're literally talking shit about Ripley. But, uh... So, Believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> you see what he did there, people? You yeah. see what he did? That's comedy gold. Comedy gold. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the bling from the gold from here. Uh... <laughs> But, like, when people are saying that, like, uh, yeah, later he somehow hooks up with Annie Potts, the secretary, who is interested in him for no apparent reason, and they get down in Dana's apartment. Like, technically, isn't it Peter's apartment? Yeah. Isn't aren't they at Peter's place? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was like, that's fucking wrong, as you weren't even, you didn't know what apartment they were in, uh, you know, apartment bu- a building that they're yeah. in. They're and also, in, who Peter's place. the Moranis D? Right, Which yeah. Is, the guy's super funny. He's really charming. <laughs> Like, I'm not even gay. I'd probably let Moranis hit it. (laughs) (laughs) The guy's a legend. He's like gold. I mean, the dude... Little shop of horrors. Fucking, you know... Everything he's done has been great. Honey, I I shrunk the kids. Yeah, fucking space balls. Space balls. He can tickle these space balls. Yeah. (laughs) This dude is so great. It's like, oh yeah, how did he get an antibiotic? It's like, what? Fuck! How did, how does she get him, son? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How does she get that sweet piece of dick? <laughs> you know, it's like you're talking about a guy that literally quit <coughs> acting to raise his family. Right. This guy is a sweetheart. Don't fucking talk shit about him. Yeah. Don't talk shit about Rick Moranis. <laughs> if you're gonna mention him, put some respect on that name. Yeah. Put some respect on the name because chances are you're not half of what this dude is. He he stepped away from mad money just to go <laughs> just just to be like I'm gonna raise my family. Yeah, he stepped away for some mad money. Mad money, not <laughs> happy money. Mad money. Yeah, because there's a difference. Yeah, I learned that from Denzel. Yeah, because he he went crazy in Training Day. Yeah, oh yeah, just the uh, the mental state you got to be in to be that character. But anyway, he dissed King Kong. That's risky. Yeah, That's risky. Yeah, that's bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it pays yeah. off. <laughs> uh, but uh, for those people out there who know Dodgeball, uh, I'm surprised Dodgeball didn't make the top ten list of comedies of all time because that's that's a shame. It's a shame it didn't make this it. This is money-wise, not comedy-wise. Yeah, comedy-wise, it's top five. 
Like, easy. <laughs> Maybe. I'd have to make a list. My opinion. My opinion. It's say, top five. I couldn't say that. I just fucking love that movie. It was a great movie. We'll have to cover Dodgeball eventually. I think that's yeah, one we can. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge that's a ball. ball. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's logic. That's logic. Yeah. I mean, that's just. That's patches of hula hand. Spock. Spock came up with that shit. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. It's like, true that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, patches of Hulan. Um, wait, how the fuck did you put Spock in there? I doesn't even... Logic. <laughs> been... I said that. Was oh, okay. We've been Jesus. drinking. I didn't hear that part. Nobody keeps up with anything. Yeah, nobody understands fuck all of what I say. Um, when I say lock, and uh, now I'm fucking my shit up. Right. <laughs> how you gonna come with my shit and fuck my shit up? Right. At least... Uh, at least make this shit sound realistic, dog. Right. If you don't know where that's from, just stop listening to us. Right. Eat Monopoly and shit out Connect Four. Because uh, we did a whole episode on it. Right. I'm not even going to say who it is. Yeah. You can't guess. Then it's Slipknot was right. All hope is gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay. Now uh, so... Uh, also, one thing I will say quickly before we move on to the next one, they didn't just automatically have a custom-made outfit for Lewis. Uh, he used one of Egon's out, one of Egon's uh, uh, suits, and and he just took a proton pack. Like he literally has the Spengler patch on his his jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't say, "Hey, Lewis is going to be a Ghostbuster." One so day. we're gonna, we're, yeah. It's like he's just like some guy that they're that they know because of Dana. Pay and attention. He's, and he's helped them. And so there's like the whole thing where he feels like he wants to go help the guys because you know there's an issue and you know they're he's trying to help out with this whole Vigo plot. And so Annie Potts, you know Janine is like, "Well, I can get you into their gear cabinet." And then you can just get yourself a suit and a proton pack and go kick ass. And so she, he just finds, you know, he gets one of the Egon suits, puts it on. It literally has the Spangler patch on it. It doesn't say Tully. Like, we made one for Lewis Tully. It says Spangler on the patch. And then he grabs a proton pack, gets on the bus, and goes over to the museum to hopefully kick some ass. You know, and it's like, you apparently weren't paying fucking attention because his last name is not Spangler. It's Tully. Yep. You know, it's like people, please fucking pay attention to these movies when you watch them. Because if you don't know what the fuck is going on in the movie, you don't have any right to post some stupid shit on IMDb because now you're literally spreading false information about a movie and saying that something doesn't make sense. And somebody who maybe hasn't ever watched Ghostbusters 2 before is looking at this and they're like, oh, well, this movie is apparently a bunch of, bunch of stupid shit. I'm not going to watch this. And they miss out on probably you know, a movie that they might actually enjoy because they followed the words of some jackass. I think everybody should have this thing called human points and whenever you spend them all you get executed. Right. If you're no longer if you no longer have anything about you that is human, you have used all of your human points. You're no longer useful to society and you you get some bullets. Of course they don't actually believe in that that sounds insane. <laughs> I was totally with you. I was like, if that's your campaign platform, yeah, that's my man. campaign platform. It's like, if you want to spend your human points on bitching on IMDb, go ahead. It was like, yeah, fuck Ghostbusters. Janine was useless. It was like, was that worth that? What, worth what? Tomorrow you die. <laughs> yeah. Was it worth it? Now you you spend the last of your human points 
talking about Sigourney Weaver was too uh, too much of a man. I had 500 u- uh, human points left. No, you spent them all in that post. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, once you talk shit about Annie Potts and Sigourney Weaver, it's over with, man. So let's go over here. How am I going to do it? Like, uh, uh, like lethal injection? No, we're about to stone. <laughs> oh, so I'm going to get high? Oh, no. I mean, unless we hit you with a rock hard enough and fly up in the air like you're on fucking Skyrim. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, we're going to just like throw rocks. We're just going to bury you in rocks, man, so you die. It crushes crazy you. crazy is that execution that used to happen? They used to throw rocks at people until they died? It crushed them, yeah. That is insane. It's fucking barbaric, isn't it? That is horrifying. And to think we did that, you know, not all that long ago. Humans are fucking horrible. Imagine if we actually did have human points. There's so many people that'd be so fucked right now because of yeah, how much we, of an asshole they are. We would have like six thousand people in the world right now. <laughs> it would basically just—it would be like Keanu Reeves and J.J. Watt and like. Robert Downey Jr. Like it would We're just struggling be struggling thinking of people right there. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston would probably be alive. Tom Hanks, he would be Tom on Hanks, the yeah. yeah. Oprah maybe, would be on it. Maybe Colin. Colin, my Colin would be alive. <laughs> Colin Hanks, yeah. Just <laughs> 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 imagine being like, you know, what Tom Hanks, he would be one of the humans that would survive the Human Points massacre. Colin Hanks, oh no, he's a bit of a fuck mess. He's probably not gonna make it. <laughs> That's probably the most controversial shit I think you've ever said. Oh, dang. Human points. Let us Kill know. Kill Hanks, that guy is a complete fucking let asshole. You, let us know what type of people did like, <laughs> you think would make it if there was actual human points. Yeah. Not the people that we think that you think they would die, because we know most, most of people. them would. Especially celebrities. If you're like, what celebrities do you think would live? And it's like, well, we would have... Michael Bublé and Keanu Reeves Keanu Reeves and (laughs) Gene Simmons dead Ozzy dead a lot of other people would be dead yeah (laughs) so we have like Michael Bublé and Keanu Keanu Reeves Reeves, J.J. Watt J.J. Watt Drew Brees Drew Brees definitely would live yeah he's a good human um, Tom Hanks, not Colin Hanks, but just just Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks um, <laughs> so we have like five people. That's just the men. Chris Evans. Yeah, Chris his Evans. Laugh is contagious. Yeah, Tina Fey would make it. A Tina Fey, which by proxy, Amy Poehler. And Amy Poehler, yeah, they're they're connected. Uh. Uh. Bill Hader, because don't you ever take him away from me. Right. <laughs> um, Who would live in the Ghostbusters movie? That's what we need to talk about. That way we can keep it related. Right. <laughs> um, well, Harold Ramis would still be alive. Yeah. I would say that. Um, John Belushi, he'd still be alive. Yeah. Chris Farley would still be alive. Um, Eddie Murphy, dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow! I'm just kidding. Oh, fuck! I'm just kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> holy shit, man. This is terrible. Like, Eddie Murphy, oh, he did. Nah, he's, he's a good dude. Yeah, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy's alive in this he, scenario. He sacrificed a lot of the family stuff to... Or the good movies that he could have been doing for the family stuff. Yeah. That he did. Like, Pluto Nash. <laughs> 
great movie. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, there'd be a lot of people that from uh, from the especially like the you know the Ghostbusters world that would that would make it. Yeah, um, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis would make he it. Made Spaceballs, so that's good enough. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver and Annie Potts. They would make it. He's never heard about like, oh, Annie Potts did like cocaine. You know, you never hear about like. I mean, she could do some cocaine and still make it. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, how many human did. points does it cost to do coke? I don't know. I think you get <laughs> human points for doing coke. Because <laughs> right. it's like that's risky. You could have died, but yeah, it's like, but you didn't kill anybody. You're, you know, you did, didn't do it's anything. Like, did you do the cocaine at home? Yeah. You were like driving and acting like a maniac. It's like, yeah, I experimented with it. It's like, okay, that didn't cost you anything. Right, you get like if plus driving, two. If you're driving around and shit on cocaine, that costs you like five thousand human points. Right, that means you're probably gonna end up dying. Yeah, yeah or killing somebody. Yeah, or somebody. killing somebody, and then you get another negative five thousand and go straight to hell. <laughs> um, yeah, just imagine everything being done like that, like it's a video game, like in human points. Yeah, right. that, that'd be that would be very interesting. Like, right. yeah, everyone email us what you think uh, human f- uh, points would affect what celebrities. Yeah, because that would be very interesting mm-hmm. to hear what you guys would think. Imagine Robert Downey Jr. when he was younger. It'd be like, man, fuck, he's not going to make it. And then later on, you're like, oh, no, he's making a it's recovery. Like right before he did Iron Man, he had like seven human points. Left. Right. And it's like, oh, he's about to die. Oh, he's about to be done. And then he did it, and it's like, now he's at probably like seven million or something, and he's going to live forever. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> right. Because uh, that's one of those things where he's like the edge, and it's like, oh, shit, Robert, now you're just going to die. And it's like, oh, shit. Sainthood? Oh, shit. What the fuck? <laughs> He's he's meeting his holiness like this week, the yeah. Pope, <laughs> the patron saint of Iron Man, right? Yeah, the patron saint of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> so we'll go on to the next topic, right? Yes, this is one that I was. It, 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 this one almost broke my brain because I'm like I, I don't understand how the fuck people think thoughts <laughs> like. You know? I don't know, it's going to cost them some human points. Probably going to. It's probably going to be a big loss of human points. Uh, It says, uh, boy, talk about advertising. So many scenes in this movie were shot looking like the director had the trailer in mind the whole time. The number of one-liners telling the audience they're back and scenes of them lining up and posing for stills made the movie feel more like them getting the preview editor a break plus the audience a reason for them uh, to just remember the first one. Heck, even the movie's poster with the ghost two fingers up is uh, all is you know all over this movie, but oddly on their uniforms as well, for no reason other than just for more advertising. The stars of the first film are all back, obviously happy to take uh, a great big paycheck for reprising their roles, no matter how lame and uninspired the script is, as if to see just how much garbage Ghostbusters fans are willing to take. The movie closes with a nauseatingly jingoistic Stay puff style finale in which our jumpsuited heroes bring to life the symbol of American greatness, the Statue of Liberty, in order to defeat the evil foreign threat, uh, much to the delight of cheering New Yorkers. Ha! Huh. So, when... Okay, so... I'm going to ask you a question. 
And the, the question is, does Hollywood ever make anything for Good. art? No. Oh. <laughs> does Hollywood ever make anything for art and not for cash? Is there a movie that is made where people think, we don't really give a fuck about making money on this movie. We just, we, we just simply want to put our art picture out there. Because we want awards and we want to be seen as artistically good, Hollywood. Well, yeah, that, I mean that does happen all. The you time. do have some people that want to do that, but doesn't every director want to make money off of their movie? I mean, I guess. I, I mean, if you're in Hollywood and you're like, I'm going to make this like low budget like art picture because I wanted to get an Oscar for it or something. That's fine if you want to do it for the art purpose, but if you tell me that people in Hollywood are making movies because they don't want to make money, I'm, you're fucking lying to yourself. Everything in Hollywood is revolved around money. And if something can sell a t-shirt, a lunchbox, a fucking Halloween costume, whatever, they are going to do it because you know Hollywood is about making money. If it's successful, you're going to make money. You don't make the sequel to Ghostbusters and think... We're not going to make any money off this. They made a fucking cartoon off of this. They made all this fucking money on merchandise. They still make money on merchandise for this well, movie. The, the the director, I don't know if the director directly is thinking about making money. A lot of times they're thinking about just making the movie. Well, yeah. Like in Ivan Reitman's case, he's probably like... I just want to make a good movie, and if it makes money, that's cool for the studio. He's getting paid regardless, right? But the thing is, is that to, to think I that... I have no clue if he gets paid regardless. Well, I mean, well, I don't, I don't unless know. he gets I, a cut of it. I don't know how the, the, the director's money works. Well, don't some directors get a cut of the movie, and then some of them get paid, like, just like salary up front yeah i have no clue it depends i guess on what you negotiate in your contract yeah, i guess so I, yeah I like because i was sitting there whenever we said i was like i have no clue how directors get paid a lot of times yeah because it seems like some some of them should get paid more right and they don't they seem like they're still like yeah i did that now on to the next one is like oh man you should be so rich yeah but maybe they're not yeah. Like so so I think like if you work for like Marvel or something and you make a movie, maybe you just get paid like a percentage. I don't know. See that's no no get paid a flat rate. Like all maybe all the Marvel directors get paid the same. Yeah, like you make X amount of million and you know, it's like, well, what about you know, what if I, you know, can get scale and it's like, well, we don't do percentages. We just do a flat rate. I don't know. Cause I don't know how Kevin Feige, you know, sets up those things. Yeah. I have no clue with that's, Disney. I, I don't one know. Of the things that I'll, uh, I'm just kind of like, do they get paid like percentages? But I just don't, when you think about it, no, I don't think Marvel would do that. Like Disney would do that. It would be like, Oh, if we made like a billion, then yeah, I'll give you like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. I think they'll be like, you get paid this, and whenever your job's done, it's done. Yeah. And, you know, it, but the thing is, is that the people are going to complain about, like, well, this this movie feels like a cash grab. It's like, it was a successful movie. You're telling me that they're not going to try to make a sequel to the original Ghostbusters? It's like, yeah, eventually they're, they're going to at least try it. But it took them five years. To, this movie came out in 1989. 
So they, they took him five years to make a sequel to this movie. I don't know if you have in your notes why it took him that long. But uh, I didn't write it down in my notes, but I pretty much know. It was just trying to get everybody back together. Yeah, because, I mean, Bill Murray has his career going on. Sigourney Bill, Weaver's making movies. Bill and Murray was Dan Aykroyd. very huge. I mean, it's just getting everybody back together. Yeah, it's just having where everybody can work on it at the same time. Yeah, that's why 3 never happened. It wasn't because of any script thing or anything. It's just really hard to get Bill Murray back in the room. Yeah. Because Bill Murray has been famous since the 80s, and he's never stopped being famous. Yeah. Like, still to this day, he still makes movies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's probably a little bit easier to get Dan Aykroyd, even though, he, you know, he was a huge star. He wasn't as huge as Bill Murray. Yeah. You know, like, uh, it probably would have been less... It pro- you know, if they would have actually got Eddie Murphy in that first movie, it probably would have only been one movie. Because I doubt they would have got Eddie Murphy for a second movie. Oh, really? You know, because Eddie would have cost too much. Well, yeah, yeah. Because by the time you get to 1989, he is like a bona fide superstar. Yeah, because of well, he was a bona fide superstar because of Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop done if he would have done Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, Eddie Murphy made the right cho- choice on his own personal career. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually glad he made that choice because I fucking love Ernie Hudson. And just to be honest, Winston, I don't know yeah. what the I don't I don't know what the character would have been like with Eddie Murphy, but I think the character that we know is best played by Ernie Hudson. Yeah. I don't think Eddie Murphy could have done that. Well, especially like the scene when he's in the when he's in uh, when he's in the Ecto One with Ray, and they're like traveling back across the yeah, bridge. Yeah, Eddie Murphy couldn't have done that. And he's like, you know, he's talking about like you know like the the biblical stuff, and you know talking about you know like you know he's like you know he's like that's the end of the world, and then Ray's just kind of like, oh shit, are we in like end times? Like what the fuck? You know, like that the the way that Ernie Hudson delivers that stuff when they're in the Ecto One. It's like, I don't know if Eddie Murphy could have pulled off that kind of tone. But it's like, you see Ernie Hudson do it, and you're like, yeah, I, I totally am with Winston on this one. Like, he's he's like, there's some crazy shit going on here, and I don't know how to explain any of this shit. But he's yeah. like, but I know that there's some crazy shit in the Bible, and this looks a lot like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Uh, uh, but- and then, of course, you know... Uh- you know, Ernie Hudson in Congo. Yeah. It's the bomb in Congo. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was in that. It's, been, it's been so long since I've seen Congo, though. Tim Curry was in it. Oh, yeah. Man, stop, I, I just, Stop oh. eating my sesame cake. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, like, one of my favorite scenes in this movie was, like, when they're, they're, they're checking the uh the the sewer and they're, they keep getting these like really strong readings from the sewer you know because egon's checking his equipment and they're like man we got to drill because we got to see what's going on down there and he has the the jackhammer and he's like creating the hole and then you see uh the cops come over and start like you know kind of harassing him about like hey you know you got a permit to do this and he's like boss and he like be like you know calls over to venkman like 
hey, I need you to bail me out because I don't know what the fuck to say to these guys. And he's like, who told you to stop drilling? Did, did you tell him to stop drilling? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he was like, yeah, he's like, they told me to stop drilling, boss. He was like, how the hell are you going to tell him to stop drilling? You know? <laughs> he's just yeah. like doing this whole routine just off the cuff. Yeah. And he just walked out with like coffee and I think it was like a donut, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't he getting like coffee and donuts and he's yeah, like walking yeah. out, he has his cup of coffee and he's just like Egon's doing his thing, drilling, trying to figure out what's going on underneath. And then like you know, Ray comes over and they do this whole thing. And he was like, he was like, hey, how about you let me do my job? I'll bust your balls when you're doing your job, you know. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and it's like I always like that scene because it's very much like you can. It's almost like this is this is their sketch comedy roots just coming to the foreground. Oh yeah, yeah. Just to let the foreground. Bill Murray do, do what he do. Yeah, just let just let him in a scenario and just let him figure it out with it's a like, comedy. Hey, Bill Murray on this next scene. Uh, he's going to call you over and have you bail him out of some cop situation. All right. Yeah. Roll. Yeah, and just let Bill Murray go. <laughs> yeah, just let him go. Yeah, uh, but I always like that scene, and uh, it's just, it's a really... Um, you know, because Bill Murray movies have, have uh, they've inspired like a lot of stuff, like Stripes... I think was like the di- direct inspiration of like uh, uh, in the army now. Yeah, you know the Pauly Shore misfit people, people that yeah. don't really belong in the military and they make yeah. it work. Yeah, because um, the thing about you know this is switching to kind of like Pauly Shore, but uh, buddy, buddy, the thing about Pauly Shore is he was one of those first uh, really different type people that you got to see on screen. Where he wasn't, you know, you know, he wasn't like a gay character, but he was like an outlandish character. Yeah, that was like something that you got to see on screen, and then a lot of the, a lot of his stories were like you accepting him. Yeah, and it seemed like it was a great foot forward for for a lot of things, and um, I love Polish son-in-law. Encino uh, Man. Encino Man was great, but it was Brendan Fraser too. It yeah, was, it was great heyday. Still the best uh, mummy. Um, <laughs> Good old Rick O'Connell. Rick O'Connell. Uh, Encino Man might be a pretty good episode to do at some point. If anybody hates Sean Austin, fuck you. Fuck Come you, at man. Me, bro. Come at me. Oh, Catch me outside. How about that? Sean Austin, Brandon Fraser, and Polly Shore. Yeah. Gosh. Damn, that was like a, a good movie. It was a good movie, yeah. But it's like, yeah, I just think that, like, the the thing about like, Ghostbusters 2 from, like, looking at the comments that, that people didn't like about this is that they felt like it was just a shameless cash grab to try and get some additional money off the fans of the first movie and they're like the plot of this movie sucked and like the actors were just kind of phoning it in because they were getting a big payday to do this and it's like we don't know how much money they made for this it's like are you on imdb saying that oh well i know you know how much Ackroyd and harold ramus and i know how much all these people made it's like no the fuck you don't no. if i can't find it they didn't find it. no it's like you're just some jackass on imdb that's like well they obviously got a big payday for this it's like you don't fucking know that and it's like and also it's like if they were going to do just a pure cash grab, they would have been like, we got to make this movie like immediately after the first one was successful. It's like, we got to do a movie within two years to really, you know, keep this going. You know, 
it, it would be like people saying that the you know Terminator 2 was a cash grab of the first Terminator, and it it was like what eight years or something after they made uh, Terminator 1 that he went James Cameron went back and made T2. It was like seven or eight years later. I mean, just because Terminator grabbed some cash doesn't mean it was a cash grab. It, yeah, it doesn't mean. Yeah, I mean, it's just because it was a good movie and it made a shit ton of money. Because they're like, oh yeah, they're doing a second Terminator movie. I've got to watch this shit. This is cool. Let's see where the story goes. And it's like the same thing with Ghostbusters. They're like, we have a script. Let's get everybody back together and do another one of these. And there's some there's some pretty you know pretty cool stuff in this movie. I mean, especially like all the stuff with like uh, the uh, Janusz or whatever. The, the weird creepy guy at the museum that dude always like he's that dude always creeps me out but he always makes me laugh because of how ridiculous his character is you and, know and, and Bill Murray was really busy uh, because Ghostbusters came out in 84 and then he made the movie Nothing Lasts Forever The Razor's Edge uh, he was in Little Shop of Horrors with Rick Moranis oh yeah 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 that's um, right and then he did Scrooge yeah. And then he did Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, so he had a lot of movies he was working on. I totally forgot he was in Little Shop of Horrors. With Me too. I, yeah, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. And then after that, he did What About Bob? Yep. Amazing movie. So, yeah, it's like if you're just going to say that it's a cash grab, it's like you can say that, but you don't have any proof over that. And it's like there are people that don't like Ghostbusters 2 as much as the first one. But I think the fact that, like... They fucking, uh, they got the Statue of Liberty to walk. <laughs> it's just awesome in in itself because it's so ridiculous as a premise. You know, they're like in the first movie we have the giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. What can we do to top that? And it's like, well, why don't we get the Statue of Liberty to walk? Well, you gotta you know? have uh, some ridiculousness. Uh, it's Ghostbusters. It's the whole thing is about ridiculous, crazy circumstances. The only thing I wish that would happen, I wish there was a YouTube video out there, not in the movie, but a YouTube video out there somewhere with the Statue of Liberty when they were riding them, uh, played to Pantera's walk. <laughs> Oh God! I want to. I want to edit that myself now. Breathe, spit, walk. What did you say? Yeah, you know, it's just and like the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty walk to Pantera's walk. Yeah, that's oh. Somebody needs I to need edit that. that. In my life. We need that to be. Yeah. Somebody make it. Somebody happen. edit that shit together, uh, and then we will. Yeah, we will. We will thumbs up that shit on your YouTube page. Yes. Yes, we will. But uh, happy Halloween, you motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, happy Halloween, you motherfuckers. motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 oh, God, that's a great movie, too. Snatch. Yeah. And uh, this has been uh, our Ghostbusters 1 and 2. And uh, Halloween edition. We didn't do as much Halloween stuff this year. Because uh, we were we were sick and had all kinds of different issues in the past month. Yeah, the one so, time I fell asleep watching ESPN and I woke up and I felt like I sucked LeBron's dick all night. Uh-huh. Just like ESPN does. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this has been our <laughs> Halloween episode and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Part one and two. 
part one and two. You guys uh, want to say anything to us, regardless, good or bad, uh, it's at beyondthehate at yahoo.com. Uh, listen to this uh, other podcast that I have called I Love This Stuff and listen to us, like us, subscribe. Yeah, donate. Donate. Donate uh, to the channel, subscribe to us. Because uh, just like you and Buchanan got his opportunity to uh, request 8 Mile and he also gave us some other suggestions, yeah. um, which we probably go ahead and do all the ones he suggested. Yeah, or not. At I some mean, point. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just Steve kidding is just, that. he's just kidding. Don't, I'm don't, you and, like, seriously, he's just, he's being an asshole right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, but if you guys want to suggest something that you want to hear us talk about, just like Ewan has the voting power to suggest what we do, you can be that too. You know? You can. So. But listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio, Google Podcasts. We're everywhere. Yeah. And okay. I just hit the mic. Sorry if you're listening on headphones. You just punched the mic. You I just hit the mic with my hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. This has been Beyond the Hate. Peace. Too hot to handle. Too cold to hold. They call the Ghostbusters and they in control. Have throwing parties for a bunch of children. Well, all the while, under the building. So they packed up. We put got a grip. Came equipped. Grabbed a proton pack from the back. And they split. Put out a pop eagle. The master of evil. Try to battle my boys. Yeah, I think this is going to be another one of those fun. Hustle. Bang.